agriculture applied, innovate, relate, create with NDSU Extension. Grab a cup of joe and settle in to ponder innovative ideas with today's producers and NDSU Extension specialists. Join me in reflecting on generational changes which can help us create a better tomorrow. This is Hannah Nardby, the NDSU Agriculture and Natural Resource Extension Agent in Adams County, North Dakota. Today on Agriculture Applied, I will be sitting down with Jackie Christman, a producer in Adams County, to visit about advocating for the agricultural industry. But first, let me share the background story of Jackie, her family, and JC Farms. Jackie was born and raised on a cattle, sheep, and horse ranch in Harding County, South Dakota. Her husband, Jordan, grew up a farm boy by Hedinger, North Dakota. Jordan started farming in 2005, and JC Farms was born. He was in high school at the time. Jackie and Jordan married in 2010 and have three children. Kahan, the oldest at seven, City is five, and three-year-old Conway rounds out the trio. If you listen close, you might even hear the patter of playful feet in the background today. Jackie started the JC Farms Facebook page with the hope to educate and be a We're positive voice for the egg industry. Christman, Quick, into the fill that coffee cup. You aren't going to want to miss out on this episode of Agriculture what made you Applied. finally decide to enter that ring? Well, I guess there's so much negativity about the egg industry, and it, it really is disheartening. I hate to see people's hard work and their whole livelihoods just be told that it was wrong and that we're not doing things right and we're terrible for the atmosphere, and, it, and it's not true. I mean, what we do really contributes, and I think with this huge crisis we're going through right now, people are kind of opening their eyes and saying, oh, geez, <laughs> yeah, farming is pretty darn important because they're getting food to us. Um, and also the reason I decided to go now is I don't, I'm not nursing. I don't have kids in diapers. We're kind of quitting the nap time. So I actually have time, which I felt like I just have never had time before. And so I felt like it is time for me to try it. I didn't know if it was succeed or if it was just going to be something nobody was interested in. And I was just whatever, but if I didn't try it, I wouldn't know. And I would regret it if I at least didn't go through the the steps of opening up the door for people to ask or for us to put our lives on on show I guess that makes sense and I sometimes you just have to wait until um, opportunity knocks and you have to decide if that's a good time to answer or not and it sounds like you just decided to take the bull by the horns and jump into it I have to ask were there any other egg advocates you follow that also do a nice job of promoting the industry that maybe inspired you yeah there is uh, you know they're not from this area there's like five mary farms she's from the let's see i think washington maybe I, and then there's some in texas i've kind of follow along 
but I've never, I, I guess I haven't seen one in this, this exact area. So I thought, well, these guys have a lot of a huge platform. People really respect their thoughts and their, what they're doing. I said, why can't we do it in our area? Because we have some, we farm different, we ranch different. It's just a different atmosphere here. Um, it's smaller amounts of people, but I thought, you know, why not show them North Dakota, the Southwest part of the state and see if maybe people would be interested in seeing what we do. I should have probably done a better job of <laughs> finding other people that do it and follow them before I jumped in on it. I just did a little more research, but it was kind of like, I've been thinking about it for too long that I decided just do it before I talk myself out of it is one of those, how it usually happens. I can talk myself out of a lot of things. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just got to jump it. You can't overthink it too much. Right. Yeah. It's one of those deals. I mean, I read a book and this author was talking about if you don't do it, how do you know if you're going to succeed or not succeed? Like there's always going to be a lot of ifs in the world. So just jump in and and you might be surprised what comes out of it. So Right. Worst case scenario people don't respond or it doesn't work out and then you can just check it off your list and you can't look back and say what if or I should have right. done that exactly yeah. exactly can you take a moment to explain to listeners what goes into making a social media post yeah well uh, it's a lot of pictures I take my it's I have my iPhone and I take pictures all day. I've done this forever. It's not like something I've just started doing. Like I take pictures of the kids all the time. I take pictures of things I think are interesting. And then they just sit on my phone and do nothing. But now I sort through them and pick out the pictures that have the, have a kind of a story behind it. And then I sit down and I, tr I just try to do it daily or every other day, put all those pictures on, kind of give a highlight of what our last couple of days we were up to and then on each picture I put uh, a caption or a comment there so people can understand what we were actually doing during that picture and it it takes it takes me a little bit like this winter I'd get up at five and by six or six thirty I'd be done with it now it's night calving and kids and so sometimes it takes me longer to get a post put in just because I'm, I'm not going to get up at five when I've been night cabin <laughs> and right. Jordan's check is at 530. So if I am up because it's really cold, then I'll do my post in the middle of the night. But other times I wait until I wake up and then the kids are up and then it takes me longer because they're bothering me. And right. Multitasking. It's a, yeah. It's a jumble of thoughts and I'm trying to get it all down. And yeah, so that's mostly what I do is I take a lot of pictures and then come back and try to explain what the pictures were doing, what we were doing in those pictures. And um, people seem to really like the captions with each pictures because it's not just a thing of a calf. They understand what I'm trying to say, what this special calf was or why he was different or whatnot. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I get it all put together. And I like doing videos because I can kind of walk through and talk through as I'm doing a video, but I don't think they... I don't know. People like, I, I think people like seeing the pictures better, but I still add videos on there just because sometimes it's just fun to video things. Right. No. Now, did it take a while for you to get in this picture taking mode or was it pretty natural? You mentioned that you're already, you like to take pictures all the time or um, now do you kind of have to be like, wait, hold up everybody. Just a second. I need to grab a picture before <laughs> we move on. Yeah. I'm way worse about, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I've always taken pictures, but now I like, yeah, I stop people and I said, okay, let's pose or, you know, and Sydney loves it. Like she eats it up. Like she loves to pose for me or whatever we're doing. 
the boys are a little bit like, no, I like you'll see their <laughs> little pictures in there. But and then I have the guys when they're out doing something and I'm not there. I'll ask them to take some pictures just because it's not just my life. It's a whole operation. And a lot of times I'm not with them or the whole day. So I'll say, we'll take a picture of what you're up to so I can post it on there. And so, yeah, I annoy everybody a little bit more than I did before. (laughs) Well, I mean, it looks like you usually have a lot of really good pictures, so they must not mind it too much. No, they, uh, I don't know. They, I try to make sure everybody's in a positive light. I don't like to put anybody down or say that did this wrong or did that, you know, I try to make, not everything is perfect in farming and ranching, but I don't want to put anybody down when we're doing stuff either because it's everybody makes mistakes, me included, and I will put my mistakes on there because I'm not afraid to show what I've done wrong and what I should have done instead. I think it's all a learning thing too. I think sometimes taking a moment to just laugh at yourself too. People appreciate that. and We've all something you would know how not to do that or how to do it correctly is probably because you learned that lesson the hard way. Usually those lessons don't stick with you by someone just telling you to remember how to do that. I was making a plan and Kahan said, how does it, why, how come you can make a plan so much faster with me? I really have to think about what I want to do before (laughs) I make a plan. I said, oh buddy, that's experience right there. (laughs) Dad and I have a lot more experience than what you'll have. I said, when you're in your 30s, your plans will come a little easier for you. Don't worry. (laughs) Right. When did you start your Facebook page again? In November. We, uh, like I said, I had a lot of thought about doing it, and it wasn't until we kind of slowed down before Mm -hmm. I just said I was going to jump into it. So it was in November, I believe, was my first Facebook post, and and then that's when uh, Jody Kurzman from she, she we became Facebook friends through something else. So then she called and asked if we could do an interview about my new Facebook page because she thought it was really good from the news station. And and so that's where it kind of blew up is when she did it. Then a bunch of when she aired that clip, a bunch of people liked the page and it kind of went from there. But yeah, so it was in November and I think she aired it in the end of December. And then that's when it most I think I had 300 people that liked it. And, and then she aired it and now we're up to like 2000. So wow. Uh, yeah, it's it was it was nice of her to do it. She just said, you know, people don't understand about the egg industry anymore, and I think it would be a really good thing for people to to see what you're doing. So it was it was really nice of her to reach out to do that. So, so from your first post to today, have you changed how you manage your Facebook page? I mean, you touched a little bit on the posting times have changed and everything, but has there and other adjustments that you've made along the way? Yeah, I suppose I try to do a better job of explaining things where the experienced farmer and rancher would like to look at it, plus the very inexperienced, like explain things better. I've had people ask me to break it down a little more, and so I've tried to do that. I try every picture. I try to really think about if somebody's going to look at this, no matter who it is, would I be explaining it well enough to for them to, plus not writing a whole story, <laughs> making it simple, but trying to explain it the best I could. And probably at the very beginning, I wasn't doing a very good job. So, of course, I have, I'm still learning. I still have asked people to give me suggestions because I need 
to do as I want to do as good a job as possible for the whole ink industry, not just for us. So that's why I did it. I do it that way. I guess. Would you say that probably was the big is the biggest struggle with putting together these posts is figuring out how you know you mentioned you want to have enough detail in there to explain what's going on, but not going over the top. Right. Yeah, that's, it's a daily, <laughs> I struggle almost daily putting posts together to make sure I'm not boring people, but I'm also um, not making it too simple that people don't quite understand what we're doing, that are looking from the way outside that had never been around a farm or a ranch before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is definitely a struggle. Along the same lines, what has been the biggest challenge of being an advocate for agriculture? Oh, I just, I hope that putting ourselves in the public eye will not come back and bite us in the butt, I guess. I don't want people to, I don't know, question what were our motives for this or giving a black eye to the egg industry. I hope that we do a good enough job that it's, it makes everybody appreciate it and support it. I just don't want people, I don't know. That's, that's what scares me the most is that I'm not doing a good enough job for the whole egg industry as a whole. Well, and I mean, I would say that's a pretty um, heavy weight to put on your shoulders. And from the posts I've seen and the feedback I've gotten from people, I think you're doing a great job. And hopefully that puts some of your worries at ease. Well, thank you. On the flip side of that, what do you think has been the most rewarding part about this journey that you've gone on? Do you have any highlights? Yeah, I guess when Jody asked me to um, do a clip for uh, the news, that was pretty exciting. I was really, really nervous. I had butterflies, but to have her reach out was uh, really nice. And then the compliments that we get daily, I've had people personally message me and thank me for starting this and going on with it and keeping up with it. I mean, sometimes people have good intentions and they start something and then they get whatever, busy or frustrated. And they, so the people have thanked me for just keep doing it. I, I just, I guess I appreciate those compliments because it does keep me going through the process every day or whatever. Positive feedback is really important and especially on those days probably when you're a bit worn down anyways, and then the last thing that you want to do is put together a post to put on Facebook, but words right. of encouragement just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, Jordan struggled <laughs> with me starting this page, and he really didn't want our personal life put on here, and and I understood what he meant, and I understood how he felt like people would really criticize what we're doing, but then we've gotten all this feedback, and and, and he's like opened his eyes to, oh, geez, people really do like to see this kind of stuff and they do appreciate what we're doing. And, and so that's kind of changed his mind also. And, and then we realized there's no personal and professional <laughs> separation. It's what we do is our whole life. I mean, it's mm -hmm. everything. I mean, we live here, we work here. It's, we raise our kids out with us. So there's no, I mean, I don't know. You can't really separate when you're farming and ranching and family operation like this to try to keep them separate because it just doesn't work, I guess. Yeah, I mean, growing up in a 
ranching situation myself, I can agree with that. I mean, sometimes you're up until 10 o'clock fixing fence and then up the next morning to go out and bring in cows and the there's no off hours it you're at the mercy of whenever it's the best time to get the job done which I think is in some ways is really cool and also sometimes challenging for producers because I think a lot of us don't know how to maybe take a break and recharge our own batteries and think about self-care and self-help um mental health aspects yeah that's what I grew up ranching my folks both were on the place together and raising kids and stuff and and it wasn't I mean we were always with them we never you know we didn't we never got sent away we got we just got drug around with them which we appreciated and we all come back to the egg industry so we must all liked it and I I remember being at basketball games and parents night mom and dad walking in late (laughs) because (laughs) happened and they couldn't get there and we're like, are you showing up? And then they walk in right as they're announcing their names or whatever. It's just the way life was. And we didn't, we were never mad about it. It was, we never questioned it either. It was just normal for us, I guess. A way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, what advice would you give someone listening to our conversation right now? And they're also inspired. They want to go out and start sharing about their agriculture lifestyle what advice would you give them uh do it now i guess don't wait uh, it's important to get our word out and i don't know with the world the way it looks right now it, it's very bleak and people enjoy seeing our lifestyle that they've never been able to do or they grew up doing it and they no longer can do it and don't question too much about what you're doing i question myself all the time but put yourself out there it it will it will may not ever pay off like jordan said we'll never make money off this i said no but i said maybe we'll change somebody's mind about how they feel about what we're doing and that in the end will pay off for us you know so i say just go for it and you know do think a little bit about how you're where you word things so it it doesn't give it a negative you know there is definitely negatives in this egg industry but try to be a little positive because there's so much negative in the world already so I always try to make a little positive notes about everything because it is our livelihood and we enjoy doing it if we didn't we wouldn't be doing it so and I think it's important to put positive spins on life too well I'm sure it seems as though whether it's the news or social media but I think a lot of times producers get more negative feedback that people don't understand where they're coming from or maybe they don't want to learn about our day-to-day life and it makes them feel really underappreciated. But from what I'm listening to, maybe it just might be those people, they're fewer and there's less of them, but they might just complain the loudest or maybe they have the platform to push that on people but the vast majority of folks they want to learn and they want to know what it's all about and they do have a great respect and uh, for the agricultural industry would you say that is true oh yeah i would yeah because i kind of thought the same thing that well I, i i guess i thought more people just had a negative spin on things but after starting this i do think more people do appreciate what we do than we give them credit for it's just the 
people that talk the loudest, you know, it used to be, mm-hmm. you know, talk softly, carry a big stick. And now I feel like it's just scream at the top of your lungs and be a, a, most obnoxious that you can be. And that's who's going to win. And it just drives me nuts because that's not the way I was raised or want my kids to be screaming about everything. I want them to think things through for themselves before they judge too harshly on anything. So that's why I feel like we just get judged because one person doesn't like something we're doing and they have a louder, like you said, a bigger platform to do it, to say that kind of stuff about us. And I guess if anything, maybe somebody will catch this page and have a better understanding that it's not always bad. And, you know, kids can come out here and do things with that. It's all family family ran operation it's not a huge corporation that's not where most North Dakotans don't have you know it's all family operations that are mostly run around our area at least right no a good reminder to everybody and they can see it this is real life this we aren't pretending (laughs) this isn't a photo op that you're going through if it was I would wear more makeup (laughs) (laughs) no I can relate to that (laughs) so I mean in your case you guys have a whole page maybe there's somebody that they want to be an advocate for agriculture but they just don't think that they can spend all this time managing their own page and making daily posts what advice would you have for somebody in that type of situation well before I started this if I read something that was that really struck a chord with me and I would share it, you know, it's, it doesn't take more than the hit the share button. Then I would write my thoughts on that article and maybe somebody would catch it along the line. So I, or if you see somebody's page that you really like and you appreciate it, share the page and say, Hey folks, check this out or just have a positive attitude towards egg industry and talk to people about what you're doing and how you're doing it. You don't have to, like you said, put a whole page together but you can still reach out and be a positive, you know, positive enforcer, reinforcer, or whatever on, on the egg industry, as long as you're doing it. And like you said, just small amounts, you don't have to throw it all out there at once, just do it here and there and people will eventually catch on or see it and appreciate it. I would think. Any last words about being an advocate for agriculture that you would like listeners to walk away with? Um, yeah, I guess it's, I'm glad I started it. Some days it is very frustrating. Some days I don't know if I'm writing the right things or if I'm doing it the right way, but I am glad I, 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 start, I took the first steps. And I hope if anybody has any suggestions, please let me know. I definitely would like to know how to better reach people or, if something, somebody has somebody, a question they need answered, just let me know. I would definitely do that. I, I don't want to, to give the egg industry a bad rep, rep or anything. I just want them to, to appreciate what we are doing, what families around us are doing. I can't speak for everybody, but I know everybody works equally as hard as we do or harder. And so I just want everybody to realize um, this is this is honestly about the egg industry like trying to give it a different light than all the negativity that we always see and and hopefully hopefully that's what we're doing in the end now along with being an advocate for agriculture your family is extremely active in the adams county community i mean 
off the top of my head, I know you're a member of the Chamber Board, Rodeo Committee, Adams County Extension, and heading your Research Extension Center Advisory Councils. I mean, and these are just to name a few. I'm sure you're involved with a lot of others in past and in the future, there's probably ones you're looking forward to being involved on. For you, what drives that community involvement? Yeah, it's funny that you, we're, we're, Jordan and I were reading through your questions, but uh, Jordan just actually put his application in on Monday to be part of, for the position of the rural school board, because we both talked about, it's, there was an opening and we both have talked about how important that school board is. Um, I guess that if we're living here forever, I mean, we have a farm here, we have a ranch here, we, we ain't gonna pick up and leave. So we want to see this community do, community do as well as it can possibly do. And, and if that means getting on boards and helping out, then that's what we feel like we should do. And our kids will go to school here forever and they hopefully have a chance to come home too. And we want them to have a nice community to come back to. I, I don't know, we, the, the rodeo one is the first one I got on. That was, this will be my eighth year helping with that. And I, that was Chris Schauer from the NDSU the head of the NDSU is the one that asked me because he was one previous in charge and then he wanted to get more involved in the fair part of stuff and so I did not want to do it. <laughs> I turned him down multiple times and he finally said you know if you do not do this it will not happen. There is nobody else willing to take it over. You are the last chance. So I, I did it and it is a lot of work and at times frustrating but at the end of the day it was very rewarding and I guess that was my first step into getting into I know being involved in this community and I was really glad we I did it and it didn't hurt me I mean it made me feel good at the end of the day so I do think it's very important to keep your town going strong is to get involved with it if you plan on sticking around or if you want to see something better in your town get involved and help improve things if, if that's what you're worried about too there's an abundance of boards that a person could be on and I'm for you how do you pick and choose what to be involved with well, that's it. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think every board that I am on, I was asked to be on. I mean, there's some like this, there's some boards I have turned down just because I just ran out of time. Some boards I just there's too much turmoil. Like I like to see boards that I like to see things that are getting along, that that need help with ideas and stuff. But I, I don't I don't want to come in and fight with people either. It's not I don't have time for that headache. So if if it's a good board and they can get along, I'm like, I'm all bored to help. And and Jordan's better at being that guy that can come in and shake things up where I'm just like, I'd rather just be that person to help with things or come up with ideas or to work with people. But I don't want to come onto a board and have to be the bad person or like disagree with everybody else because there's boards out there that do that. And I don't really, I don't really like them boards. So that's kind of how I choose if they can be, if it's a good board to get along with, then I'm all, I'll be as long as it's not too much time <laughs> because there's only so much time and I want to be present at every meeting. I want to be helpful. So I don't want to just be that person that doesn't show up. I'm that person that wants to be there. So as long as they're not demanding too much of my time, I'm all for it also. So. Probably that balance between not demanding too much time, but then when you show up, you also feel like your input and what you bring to the table is valued. Right. Yes. Yes. 
I don't want to just be there and just be an extra face. I want to be helpful. But I, like I said, we farm and ranch and I, I can't be gone at once a week on some board either. It's monthly board is good. You know, that's a, that's a decent size. That's a decent time to put in as once a month and then a couple activities throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we run into the issue where it's the same group of people on every board in a community what do you think can be done to encourage new faces to be involved i know you mentioned earlier inviting people it seems as though every board you've been a part of you've gotten a personal invitation and maybe those invitations have been very persistent and they leaned on you a little bit but they made you feel important and needed right yeah i like i said if you know of somebody that you think will be really good on a board push them, push them to be on the board, um, put it out there that you're looking for members, but that doesn't always connect to, I think a personal invite is the best way to get somebody involved, um, letting them know what they might be able to help with the board or what they might bring to the table gives them a little special, I don't makes them feel a little better that they are actually valued before they come aboard. So yeah, I definitely think if, if you find somebody that you think would be a good person to be on the board, invite them in and bother them a few different times and and then if they don't like it most boards you can get off of too if if it doesn't work for you and it's not something you signed up for you can also walk away it's not the worst thing in the world as long as you try it you know I think at least try it then you don't have no regrets right well I think we've reached the end of my list of questions unless did I forget anything is there any last comments or that you well, would like I, to leave listeners with? No, I just appreciate you uh, reaching out and um, being such a good supporter of what we are doing. And for Adams County, you're an extremely good extension agent. And I guess if, like I said, if anybody has any suggestions or, I don't know, concerns with what I'm doing, I would be more than open to hear them. So please right. let me know if there's something we're doing that you'd rather us do differently. And you can, if we go onto Facebook and you type in JC Farms, it should come up and people should be able to follow that page, right? Yes, there's a few, because when I was trying to make a page, <laughs> there's quite a few different JC Farms out there, but it, the address is Headinger, North Dakota. If you click on it, you'll see which one it is. And I think there's a picture of all five of us, the three kids and ourselves. So, and we do post, try to post daily or every other day. So it's, um, that's something that we try to bore anybody with you know the same things we try to do what we're up to that that day or pretty close to it yeah 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 and if um like i said it's it's been a it's an eye-opener so but it's been good we do we do like doing it so Alrighty. well thank you so so much jackie and you know good luck as you guys start gearing up for the planting season and i'm hoping that it we get some warm weather and sunshine crossing fingers right right yes thank you and thank you very much for calling i appreciate it yeah of course
Alrighty, so before we wrap up this week's episode of Agriculture Applied, there are a couple thank yous that I would like to extend out to some folks. Starting off with, if you found yourself tapping along to our theme music, that is Chuck Suki, and we really appreciate him letting us have the rights to his music and being able to play it in the background of our podcast. I would also like to take the opportunity to thank you, the listener, for tuning in, and I hope that you continue to follow us on this journey. You know, these are the first couple episodes, and my hope is that it only gets better from here. In general, if you ever have any comments, questions, or concerns, always feel free to reach out to the Adams County Extension Office, and our phone number is 701 567 27335. You can also shoot a lot of way. We're on Facebook. Or don't be the coffee's always hot and ready for you. Alrighty. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time.